Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome into this week's Ozone Podcast, and I'm looking forward to this week's guest. We talked last year, late in the season, but different circumstances. We were doing it over Zoom still because of COVID, and he really hadn't had a chance to establish himself in the lineup yet. It's Jaguar's second-year safety now, Andre Cisco And, Andre, thanks for joining us. Absolutely appreciate you. I'm glad to be here. So tell me about the difference in you, uh, just in terms of knowing what the NFL is about, first year, second year. How much more comfortable are you right now? Yeah, like uh, I would say like light, light years ahead of where I was a year ago uh, in terms of mentality, uh, understanding what it takes to be part of the lineup each week is a big responsibility, uh, just understanding your opponent. So you got to get really into it. you got to have intense focus all the time. And So I'm learning what that's like and how to not burn yourself out, but, mm-hmm. you know, give it all you got. Not to dig in too much of last year, but – First 13 games, didn't play a whole lot. Uh, looking back, did you learn anything, you know, uh, being on the bench? Uh, it, obviously, you would have liked to have played. Set you back. Where are you in terms of that? you follow me? Yeah. Not a great question. You know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I learned a ton last year just learning from Rayshon and Dewey. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they approach it is is very similar to how I see myself doing it throughout my career. So, able to learn from those guys and watch them make mistakes and correct and do those things and make plays on the field. So, um, it was a it was an opportunity, you know, to learn – uh, behind the scenes, you know, not every rookie is ready uh, in, in that aspect. So I got to do it a different way, and so I learned a ton last year, and I feel like it, it gave me a a good mindset going into OTAs, and mm-hmm. I've been able to carry it out. And you seem again. I've only talked to you uh, for a few minutes on Zoom last year, and then a couple times in the locker room. But you seem like a confident guy, not necessarily cocky, not necessarily going to uh, throw in everybody's face, but you walk with a confidence. Uh, did you maintain that through the rookie uh, season, and uh, where's your confidence now? I'll say it's up and down through the rookie season. Uh, it's tough, you know, being on the bench, like you said. Um, and then also, you know, you, you playing in the NFL, so guys are better. Uh, so you're trying to make make sure that you're one of them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I had some lessons I had to learn in that aspect. And then even this year, um, it's been some ups and downs. Uh, and that comes with the game. You know, you got to – sometimes you got to make plays to remember that you, um, you know, you can make plays. Like, you, you right. forget, you know what I mean? So uh, it, for me, it's been up and down. But, uh, you know, you want to stay as steady as possible, not be too low, too high. And uh, safety can be a tough position to maintain confidence because every mistake is magnified, right? Right. In that the right now, uh, where are you at week ten uh, compared to where you were uh, week one? How much better are you? Where have you uh, developed? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a much much improved player in my opinion. Uh, just mindset wise, approach, uh, finishing these games, I think was the biggest thing I needed to learn. Uh, just how long they are, the intensity mm-hmm. through every play. Um, and, you know, you can't let up. Like, they, they get every hole in the defense. They'll, they'll, they'll pe- catch up on it eventually throughout the game. So I think it's been a lot of learning lessons. And um, by, the t- by this time, compared to week one, I feel like, you know, like a year ahead, honestly. You said something interesting just then. I think people often associate, well, it's a, it's a big physical difference. But it's, I guess especially at safety, you're out there 65, 70 plays. In the NFL, you know that every play, if you're not on your toes – you're going to get beat. Whereas maybe in college you could take 10 plays off because the other team wasn't good enough to take advantage of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's that's what I learned quickly is that, you know, you don't have those plays to give. And that, like you said, they're magnified at safety. So i got to make sure I'm accountable to the guys around me, uh, my coaches, and really the whole team. Now you come into the league known as an interception guy. Uh, and, that, and now all of a sudden last week you're making headlines for your hits. Uh, I'll get to the fines in a minute because I thought it was ridiculous. But um, – have you made a pointed effort this year to be more physical, or or have you always been physical and were just known as an interception guy because you had a lot of? 
I think it's a little bit of both. Um, just developing as a player, getting more comfortable in this league, you got to get more physical over time. That's, that's your job. Mm-hmm. So um, just being able to assort myself in that way has definitely been a point of emphasis. And then the interception thing is kind of like, like you said, it's followed me throughout my, uh, right. my especially my college career. But, uh, you know, it's not something that you want to just hang your hat on all the time because you're not always going to get interceptions. That's mm-hmm. just reality of it. Sometimes Some teams is not throwing you the ball like that. So uh, I got to do a better job. I try to do a better job of um, asserting myself in other ways so that when I don't get an interception, it's not like I'm not making an impact. But you have three this year, which as I think it's right, right? Three, mm-hmm. um, which as a first year guy, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it about your game? Uh, clearly, you have a knack for it, but it's more than a knack. There has to be something uh, mentally that you do, something with, uh, with the way you read quarterbacks. Why do you think that's such a strength of yours? I think uh, if I had to point something out myself, I think it would be reading, reading the quarterback is something that. I would say I'm good at, especially in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it's very it's very natural for me to just kind of you know read quarterbacks, watch the film the right way, uh, watch footwork and just tendencies, who they want to go to, what parts of the field they're aiming for, and then that gives you a little bit of a, just a, a slight second jump on on certain routes. So uh, I think that's what been one of my strengths, and that's been I've been able to be around the ball. Now I think you have good hands for a safety as well. You'll remember this. Do you have any drops this year? I can't remember. Yeah, I got two drops. Because you just kick yourself for those, right? You yeah. remember those yeah. more than the ones you got. Right, <laughs> right. It, it's, but um, hands are obviously a strength of yours, mm. and you usually don't give up those opportunities. Mm. Uh, is that something that you work on, hands, mm. or is that just something you've always had? I definitely worked on them. I, I'll be honest. I wasn't a natural catcher growing up. Like I was like, you know, I was good. Okay. But I wasn't like a, a wide receiver or nothing. I was a running back. So it was like, you know, I had to work on my hands, and I still work on my hands all the time. Um you know, just to make sure. And then you get you get those drops in the game and you get in your head about it. Mm-hmm. So you just got to stay on top of it. As a DB, we're not supposed to have great hands. So, you know, you got to do it on your own time. But it's funny. When I mentioned that, you knew exactly how many. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you don't forget those. Do yeah, they're they, they never going to leave my mind. <laughs> what, uh, tell me about this team a little bit this year. Um, struck me in the locker room on Monday. A striking amount of confidence for a team that's 3-7. and seven. Uh, Where does that come from? And how real is it when you guys talk about, hey, we're still in this thing? Yeah, I think the confidence comes from within. Like, it's not about the result on the field right now, but we got so much love and appreciation for each other that we know that we, we're capable of turning this around at any moment. So uh, we're not giving up on on us, um, and we're not listening to any outside noise either. So I think just keeping it close, keeping it tight is what has been our strength. What's been the difference? Um, you came in when uh, Doug Peterson in the off season this year uh, comes in. Tell me about what he's meant and what this coaching staff and just the structure has meant you to you as a player and I, and I to you as players. Yeah, he's given us space to develop, if that makes sense. Sure. Like just you know, he, he's known I think as a player's coach, and he definitely comes off as that. Just you know, just working with us, uh, making sure that we're on our toes in terms of preparation. Um, and he he puts his best foot forward every week, and so we just match his intensity in that in terms of that. And I think it's um it's worked for us um on several times, several occasions. Now I'm gonna try not get you, I'm gonna try not to get you in trouble here because I, I think I can. The fine that you got against Kansas City. What could you have done differently on that play? You follow me? It, yeah. And again, I'm just always curious as a player because mm. it's one of the tougher rules in the NFL. For people who don't know, Andre got fined for hitting uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. It was a bang-bang play, a lot of controversy over it. But I don't know what you would have done differently, and that's tough as a safety, isn't it? Yeah, I think looking back on it, maybe I could if I would have wrapped up, it might have looked better. Mm-hmm. Wrapped up kind of drove him to the ground. 
But when you get like a big collision like that, it's like boom, boom, play ball falls out, right? And everything kind of just looks worse. And so you know you're they're able to dial in on it on the TV copies, and you know I think it, I mean I, I do my best to keep my head out of it. I'm not sure. a head first hitter ever, so um, you know they had uh, I guess they seen some contact with the helmets and felt like it was. Time and it's never been a thing for you in your career. It's never been mm. a thing where you get a lot of that. Yeah. So no. it's just sort of a, sort of a fluky thing. I guess it's something that you just have to, as a safety, say, okay, every once in a while it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have to play my game, and I have to do it the way I'm coached, and the rules say as best I can, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, gonna, it's not going to change anything for me. Gotcha. Yeah. And it, is that tough at your position, though, because it's the only position where that really comes into play? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not – those those plays happen so fast that can't think about it. Yeah, and, and never think about it. I like, but like I said, I'm not a head first hitter, so it's not going to be a, a term of terms of changing my technique or anything like that. It's kind of keep doing what I'm doing for the best. I, I got you. Now, a story I've read and heard about you that I'm fascinated by. You uh, played high school football and then transferred to IMG, w- right? IMG Academy with your mom's full blessing, right? And basically saying, hey. This is something we need to do. Yeah. Uh, take me through that story, Phil, because it's, it's fascinating, mm. and I mean, maybe it says something about uh, your background and uh, you as a person. Yeah, it was um, it was a very pivotal moment in terms of my football development. Um, I was I was you know focused on you know being the best player I can throughout my first years of high school, but I don't know if I saw as much as f- uh, my mom did for mm-hmm. me. Uh, for myself so she saw like she was like you know like why not the NFL kind of thing right and you know, it was just it wasn't her being like hard on me it was just like you know dream big and sure so she pushed me to take that next step and leave home and it was hard because I was so close to all my friends right and had a great relationship with everybody back home but you know she pushed me to take that step and it was hard and that first year was challenging similar to last year to mm-hmm. be honest with you so uh you know sometimes you've got to take those big steps and risk and it paid off and you know I had a great two years there and so you're leaving when you're 16. 16. Mm-hmm. It's a big step for mom, too, right? Right, right. I mean, nah, I don't know. She was, she was ready to get me out of the house. Okay, all right, all right. I was, I'm the third one. So my okay. sister was still there, my other sister, but uh, she was the last one. I'm a, a sibling of right. three. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like she, she was, was ready for the She was ready to get me out of the house, okay, yeah. Okay, I was fair. a little bit of a problem, that's, I ain't going to lie. But obviously, uh, you've got to feel great indebtedness to her mm-hmm. for having the vision to make that. Yeah, kind of I, that's a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every time she talks to other parents, they're like, "Like, why'd you say that? Like, why'd you do that? Like, what, right. what made you take that step for him?" And I feel like she don't even know. I think she was just led by God, like, sure. to just you know push me. And um, I think it paid off in ways we would never saw. I would think that has to, um, you know, being sort of on your own at sixteen, even though you're at an, mm-hmm. at an academy with a support system, mm-hmm. you're away. Uh, has that caused you to be more mature later on in life? It, it would seem like it would. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I look back on it, I look at that almost like my freshman year of college. Okay. You know, so almost like bump everything up two years. And um, when I got to college, I wasn't fascinated by being away from home mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the independence about, uh, of it. So, like, we were all used to it. And I had some great friends at IMG, too, that went to other big colleges. And we kind of was just used to it, you know. So you have a support system where you know – I guess sort of know what to expect more than a lot of people would. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Uh, final question on these lines. Did you have an idol growing up? Did you have a, uh, somebody that you patterned yourself after football-wise? Um, nobody, honestly, like not one person that stands out when I look back. I was a Jets fan, so I enjoyed those good years we had. Um, but other than that, though, I was just a fan of the league. Like Reggie Bush, I was a Saints fan as well. I was a Seahawks fan for some years, but not. I wouldn't say not one person. That okay, so you didn't out. really – 
safety kind of found you in a sense. Right. I didn't play safety until my senior year. So I went down to IMG as a corner. I got you. I transitioned to safety my senior year. I got you. Okay, uh, the final thing we do here is what we call uh, the Ozone 5. The Ozone 5. This is five quick questions. Uh, Andre Sisko, what was your last binge watch? Um, House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones spinoff. Okay. I didn't finish it yet, though. Okay, so you were, uh, were you a Game of Thrones guy? I wasn't. That was, that's why okay. I wanted to watch this new one. I feel like I missed out on the, the last one, which everyone okay. said was great. So, What's the best binge watch you ever, you ever had? Prison Break. Okay. By far. Uh, last song you heard on the way in this morning? <sighs> last song. Or the song you're into right now, either one. Okay, song I'm into right now, uh, one that's popping in my head is I Will Exalt You by Maverick City Music. It's a gospel song. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. I'm an old man, so it won't surprise you that I never touch with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ask that question, and I never get back what I'm into. So, uh, what's your best football memory? Best football memory, I think to date right now is my freshman year of college when we was good at Syracuse. It was like the biggest year we had since, you know, 20 plus years. Right. Uh, and then I had a big year as well. And it was just like a perfect year overall. So it was a great year. Best player you've ever played against? Player I played against? Ooh. Um, I'm going to give you a college answer. Okay. And let's say uh, it could be Trevor. could be okay. Travis, honestly, too. Okay. I would say one of them. Um, okay, you played both of them. Yeah, and in my freshman year, uh, I was playing. They moved me down to strong safety for that game. I didn't know what I was doing, and Travis just kept getting on the outside, outside. I think he had like <laughs> 200 yards. How much yeah. you guys talk about that? He we don't. No, nah, we don't. I feel like they don't even remember me. Honestly, okay. they, they had bigger <laughs> things on their mind. So, I got you. Um, hit or pick? What's better? Pick. I'm a pick guy. It's so take the pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Andre, I really enjoy talking to you. I can't thank you enough for doing this. I look forward to doing it again. And thank you for joining the Ozone Podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro.